वेलकम टू एपिसोड 91 ऑफ न्यू इंडियन वुमन पॉडकास्ट एयरिंग फर्स्ट इन लेट जुलाई 2023 एंड आई एम योर होस्ट कृष्णा डियर फ्रेंड्स यू मे रिकलेक्ट दैट एपिसोड्स 88 एंड 89 हैड अ कॉन्वर्सेशन विद द रिनाउंड तमिल राइटर एक्टिविस्ट एंड पॉलिटिशियन सलमा दोज एपिसोड्स वे रिकॉर्डेड इन तमिल and i had promised to share a loosely translated version by me in english episodes 90 and 91 are such translations of 88 and 89 if you are wondering who salma is i suggest you refer to the show notes of this episode or listen to the first few minutes of 88 or 89 please do not miss part 1 refer show notes for the link for the same The question we ask next is what is women's freedom in today's context is it about wearing what one wants is it about not cooking not entering the kitchen salma says wearing what one wants or cooking one's own food this is equally important for a man and a woman if i need to eat food it is important that i know how to cook but what happens is the society decides that this will be the only work you do and they put it on her on her head alone and that is where the problem starts if a man feels hungry it is the job of the woman to cook for him if she feels hungry she has to cook for herself too because this concept of sharing responsibilities is not there in today's society that is when we as women have to talk about cooking or not cooking the point here is not about cooking but how cooking is perceived as the sole responsibility of a woman by the society where the kitchen is given as a space for the woman so that is why women have to talk about it talk against it and when it comes to clothing it's a very personal affair is what i believe in that's what salma says only when you wear a 6 yard sari that is when you are considered decent and that is when it is considered appropriate these kind of norms these kind of rules which are there about what a woman should wear maybe that is what is not required she should have the freedom to wear what she wants what makes her comfortable and here uh, she quotes the famous activist and writer periyar and she says periyar also says that you wear what you want to wear what makes you comfortable if you as a woman want to wear your hair long do that if you want to cut it short do that but when somebody else decides that for you salma says that is where she has a problem she quotes padiar again and she says if you wear long hair then it demands a lot of time you need to spend time in maintaining it decorating yourself the time it demands he suggests you study you become more aware you decide what you want to do with your life you progress you use that time effectively and he had said that take out the ladle from the woman's hand the woman's hand should hold books if you focus on decorating yourself if lot of time is spent on that then that comes against your victory against what you want to achieve in life Salma says for her it's very important that a woman is able to decide what is comfortable for her be it in terms of what she wears be it in terms of cooking others should not decide that this is what she should or should not do she says yes i can cook for myself for my survival 
but us society cannot decide that my life should start and end with the kitchen under the chula here salman narrates from her experience of having seen the women in her families where they are cooking all the time she talks about the women in her family where at 8 o'clock in the morning uh, the breakfast preparation begins and it goes on and on till 11 because one by one people will come and somebody needs dosa somebody needs idli and it is as if these women have been created only to make this food for the men and by the time it is 11 it is time to start preparing for lunch again she says i feel it is completely unnecessary she says then what happens is each person in the family says make that for me make this for me and as part of this that is when the society is telling her your job is only to make these different things for each one of us and salma says that is where i have a problem we move on to the next question and it's about education for a woman for her to progress she needs many more qualities other than education but education still continues to be some kind of a foundation how to establish that foundation So Salma says like I said earlier the foundation how strong this foundation can be based on education in the woman's case it is decided by how much education is allowed for her by the society especially in rural areas nowadays there is change in this also education has been understood as a necessity and more importantly even women themselves are realizing that it is a necessity for them one point to notice even families have accepted that the women should study and therein lies another point salma says families feel it is important for the woman to be educated more because it is required for the woman to later on teach her children so it is considered a necessity at least for that sake the change that has happened in our society is that especially for children education has become the most important thing for children even families who cannot afford anything they somehow take loan or something and make arrangements for the children to be sent to a nursery school or even to an english medium school so the fact that children should be given education at least that is a positive sign that has happened in the society so the families believe that when the child starts going to school the child may require support at home and for that reason at least the woman should be educated so that she can teach the child and provide the additional support required when the child goes to school the woman is also wanting to learn she is wanting to be in a position where she can talk in english at least a few lines i should be in a, able to talk in english she feels so and she feels in future it is going to help my children my family and that is a very positive aspect what this means is that for a girl education till plus 2 definitely happens but after that is where the problem is especially when there are no colleges in a particular village if the woman has to travel to a nearby uh, city then these questions arise as to whether the woman should continue or whether she has enough education to uh, support her children in future so then what happens is when a family is financially okay or well off then a woman is able to continue her education but otherwise the question of traveling to a nearby town or city or hostel accommodation and the kind of impact it will have on the family finances all these will influence whether she can continue her education or not in many houses the girls insist they are adamant that they want further education and somehow they are able to make it happen uh, but salma says she believes this will become more natural in the coming years Salma also gives another perspective here she says yes 
in most cases the woman has to fight for her education but that is not the case for the young men or boys in the same families in the same kind of financial setup for the woman always the family seat is their responsibility to marry her off to assimilate whatever money is required for that marriage to happen but when it comes to boys it is as if the boys are born to be educated nobody questions whether a boy should be educated or not that is a default and that kind of thinking process has to change for a boy even after his degree if he says he wants to study further or if he doesn't even say that there will be a lot of push from every direction saying that why don't you do this why don't you study that etc but the reality is that for a woman to even get a graduate degree is a challenge in the next question we ask salma about what this education what is the purpose of this education it is not about having certificates keeping it locked in the cupboards and sometimes it's not about earning for the family so for a woman to have progress or, or for a woman to feel empowered apart from education apart from a job what are the other qualities or what are the other things that a woman needs so salma says i believe education is the most basic requirement uh, over and beyond that she feels a woman should be brave and she should be self aware these are important qualities for a woman to have they should feel brave to face anything that comes up in their life salma says i am aware there are many women whom i meet who are earning for their families but the bank atm card is with the husband not with themselves i know there are many women even for their day to day expenses though they are earning money they have to request their husbands to give them the money because the card is with the husband the husband is using the money she has no clue she has no say in how that money is used alma says i believe this is an exploitation of a different kind it is added exploitation first of all she is made to work at home she is exploited then she is working somewhere on at a job and that money is also you know taken away snatched from her she says the woman should be in a position to question this she should be brave enough to question this why should i do all the work and why should i not have the atm card is she in a position to ask this question i feel she should be the society feels she goes outside out of the house to earn for the family and if she does not become aware if she does not build up the courage to demand that that money stays with her there is no point the society accepts her going out only because she is bringing money for the family and that situation should change salma says see even across the world there are properties never registered in a woman's name it is always in the man's name she quotes some statistics of less than 1% of registrations across the world is in the name of the woman so the society does not want the money or the wealth to be with the woman so what she earns what she saves everything is becomes a family's income and there is nothing of fair which comes to her it's not her income it becomes the family's income this earning is not bringing her any safety or stability so if this has to change she should become more aware she should become more strong only then the situation can even change these are not points one can learn from somewhere these the woman has to realize herself and education can give her the confidence to learn these points 
we move on to the next question where we ask her what trigger you to write and who are your favorite writers Salma says I can't name this writer or that writer there are a lot of writers who have inspired me she talks about what she read in her early days russian writers and later on tamil writers she refers to sundaram ramaswamy and ashoka mitran and a host of other writers i have been inspired by a lot of world literature russian classics a pablo neruda khalil gibran many poets kafka and a lot of writers when we read this world literature you know one cannot point out a specific but you imbibe a lot of things from many of these writings you get exposed to different lives and their experiences and that is where that inspiration to write comes we ask about contemporary writers and who she likes in the contemporary writing and what she feels she has achieved in writing she says even in contemporary writing i cannot name a uh, specific writers because each person's style is different and she uh, refers to specific writers in tamil she says uh, today i cannot read all the books that come out it is impossible so what i do is i see what books get discussed i follow these very closely and then i buy those books which are being talked about so even in book fairs i don't buy a lot of books some writers we are used to their writing we are curious to read more about more of their creations so i buy those otherwise i wait for these discussions around books which trigger my interest the way i don't limit my reading to specific readers or specific genres etc on what i have achieved through writing i believe i haven't achieved much in writing and that uh, remains as an area where i should work upon my work in politics or my work as a politician demands a lot of time from me yeah that becomes some kind of a limitation when you are living in the public amongst the public that is very different from what is expected from a writer she says i believe writing is more of an internal journey so when i am at home when some story or a poem i am working on those thoughts are there and i am ruminating over them when i'm in the midst of other things in the house uh, so that that's always there in the background when i feel like it i sit down to write those and express those thoughts compared to that as a politician or when you are in public life you are always moving traveling you are with people and even if you get some thoughts you may not be in a situation where you can pen them down because there are people around you and you are with a crowd for a writer solitude is a friend and in public life one doesn't get solitude so i feel i have lots to write and i still believe i haven't done enough justice to what i can write and i have not achieved anything great in writing we move on to the next question where jeevlata uh, who is asking the questions who is an ardent fan of sundaram ramaswamy the writer so she asks salma to talk about sundaram ramaswamy Salma says uh, the reason I started to write was because of him how I started and how he encouraged me these are very moving moments in my life initially I started writing small small poems and it used to get published in a magazine here a magazine there 
the very first time a collection of my poems was published by Kala Chavda, uh, the publication headed by Sundaram Ramaswamy and team, I received a very long letter from him. So in his letter, he said the, the poems, the poetry has come out very well and it's a very different voice. And the way he encouraged and motivated me gave me the energy to write more. So at so many points in my life when I really felt low in terms of my writing, like a dad, him and his wife Kamala would reach out to me and encourage me to write more. They would tell me that, you know, you can be at home, but just being at home itself, you can do so much. And I believe, I will, I'm a very ordinary person and they need not have encouraged me so much, but they did that. Despite being such a famous and a senior writer himself, him encouraging me, motivating me, nudging me to write more, reading what I write, whether it is stories, poetry, and then praising them, encouraging me to write further, giving suggestions. These are opportunities that do not happen to everybody. It is as if I am part of their family. Even today, I continue a very special relationship with that family. I clearly cannot explain the value of that relationship in words. It is beyond words. For me to continue writing, he is the reason. She also shares a few other writers who encouraged her and told her you can write. Salma says, at that time I believed education is required for anybody to become a writer. So I really felt that I haven't been to college. I am not educated. So how can I write? So that thought used to keep on pulling me down. I was hesitant about writing. I thought education was some kind of an eligibility requirement that one has to meet uh, to be a writer. It is people like him who encouraged me and told me education or whether you are educated by going to a college, earning a degree, that has got nothing to do with you being a writer. These two are completely different things. So that awareness, that understanding was created in me by him. I will never forget that. Now, Jeevlita asks about the woman characters of the renowned writer Janik Raman. While the audience of this podcast who is listening to this in English may not appreciate this part of the discussion because it is referring to Tamil authors, I still decided to translate and include it because you may have access to translated work you know, of these authors in your language. So let me continue. Salma says Janakaraman's characters, the women characters, are very different uh, in that they are very independent. They are unique and that uniqueness shows in many of the stories. Uh, she refers to specific characters uh, in Mogamul, uh, Jamuna uh, and there are other characters also she points out where you know, despite having read those stories several decades back, those characters are still in memory. That is how strong they are. I says, I really like his women characters, the way, the context of that time and how he defines those women characters within the context of those of that period. I really love that. She says, again referring to Mogamul and the characters there, she says, that story stayed with me for many years and I can never forget those characters. As the next question, we ask her, if somebody wants to read uh, good books, what would be her recommendation of books for them? Salma says, I will not be able to give a list of books. I would rather suggest a list of writers. She lists out a few names. 
Alagiri Swami, Ashoka Mitran, Sundaram Ramaswamy, and a few writers from world literature. But even here, it doesn't make sense to point out this writer or that writer. One has to uh, curate a set of, you know, writers oneself. So in Tamil, I can uh, talk about a range of writers, starting from Janigraman, whom we talked about, um, or Pudumai Pitan, Vishalam, Meenachi. Even in Tamil, the kind of writers we have had is very illustrious. And it doesn't, I feel, I should not be recommending. Maybe one should start with a few of these writers' writings and then extend the reach to beyond these writers. Salma is thoughtful here and she refers to the writer Nagarajan and says, maybe it's a good idea to start with Pudumai Pitan, his writings. That would be a good starting point. The writer Prabhanjan, most of their writings are so open and has the capacity to make us think. We move on to the next question where we ask her, what would be your message to women in their 20s and 30s? Salma says, I can't combine 20s and 30s. These are two different periods and these are very important periods. And she adds saying, every stage is very important in a woman's life because it can have a big impact. She says, when it is 20s, many decisions are made around this time about her education, about her marriage. She says, I feel it's very important that a woman is able to take decisions, her own decisions herself around these. She says, I feel so because this is a time when important things about your life will be decided by others. The family will take decisions around your education, your life your marriage and at this time a woman should think for herself and she should be able to take decisions understanding that this is my life. The family does not allow a woman to take these decisions even in these days because they feel it's a responsibility for them to get the uh, girl married off. You know, they feel otherwise I will not be at peace. So it is very important for the woman to say this is my life. I should have a say in this. So Salma says a woman in her 20s should, should have that capability. She should be knowledgeable uh, and she should be in a stage where she can take decisions for herself. When you are in your 30s, you have any way the woman would have entered a family life, so to speak. And at this time, the woman should know how to keep her freedom. She should not lose her freedom to her husband or her in-laws. I have seen many women who, you know, at that stage in life, they, they keep on saying, no, my husband has to take the decision or I should check with my mother-in-law and so on. But why? So one should not sacrifice one's freedom. Your own family would have taken a decision around whether to stop education, uh, whether to enter uh, marriage. So at every time you as a woman receive constraints from all sides and but you should know how to exercise your freedom. And once you are married, whether you should continue going for work, whether you should stay back at home and look after the children, all of that will be decided by your family. Salma says a woman should be clear on what she wants, what she prefers, her aspirations and she should not give up her aspirations and her self-respect and these two are very important. A woman should realize that this is my life, this is not about living all the time for everybody else. We ask her what do you have to say for a woman in her 50s? 
she says in our society by the time somebody reaches 50 you feel as if they have reached old age and a woman keeps telling herself i have already reached 50 so why should i do that why should i do this and sometimes even at 40s woman tends to tell herself you know what is there yeah my life is over kind of a feeling comes in but it is very important and salma says when we meet women from different parts of the world we realize that this is the age when they start enjoying life the maximum she says i see women who who do not uh, actually get influenced by what others say they themselves do not believe that they have become old and they really start enjoying life at this stage In our society, everybody around us will easily help us to get into that mentality of, oh, I'm already old. So when your son has grown big or when you have got your daughter married off, then the society around you asks, then why should you wear this kind of a dress? Why do you want to dress up? Why do you want to wear these kind of ornaments? All these questions come up. Society will keep on reminding you that, that you are aging. So a woman also starts thinking, oh, maybe, oh, I have reached this age. Maybe I should not be doing this. I, maybe I should not dress up like this. Maybe I should not be going out. Maybe I should not be hap- feeling happy. So they, by themselves, also will reach the state that they are old. I, Salma says, I feel 50 is not something to be considered as old. One does not have to feel, I have become old. I don't have anybody. There is... no point in feeling like that uh, she says regardless of age at every stage there are things one can feel happy about one can celebrate about and that is true even for one when one is at 50 and that's what i believe in and it's very important to know that it is okay to want to be happy so when you start feeling you are old at 40 your face starts showing it you start believing it and slowly your face uh, and your body starts showing it age is not a matter at all and that's what i would like to believe and she shares an incident from her experience salma talks about attending a um, literature festival at assam recently and where she met somebody in her mid 60s who whose husband was a writer and a sahitya academy winner the husband passed away 6 7 years back and after that this lady started writing and now she has become a sahitya academy winner so she even started writing when she had almost touched 60 so i feel salma says age is not anything it is just a number society will keep on giving us pressure about that age salma says i feel we should ignore that and just focus on being happy So with that we come to the end of another episode of New Indian Woman. See you again in the next episode. Do visit my website thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic. Of course, I would love to hear from you. You could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at krishna@thenewindianwoman.com. Remember, you are what you want to be and the time starts now